everyone, welcome back to Keeping Up with the Chaldeans. Uh, today's episode is uh, made possible by the generosity of our friends over at uh, Public Waste. We want to thank them for uh, helping us out with uh, keeping the program going. Uh, today we have uh, Scott Kuza. He is, uh, I guess, a friend first. And then he's, uh, he's an actor, a writer, uh, SAG-AFTRA uh, union, uh, published poet, an artist, lives out in L.A., done some off-Broadway stuff, and we're going to let him kick off and tell us a little bit about his story. Hey, buddy. Well, hey, guys. Well, it's great to be here. You great mean, to you, have you. Listen, listen, you can tell the viewers the truth. It's, it's 24 degrees outside right now. How, uh, great to be inside. He here. Great yes. to be yeah, inside. Inside. Yes. inside. Yes. No, it's, yes. it is. A little it's change. Real, it's, a, it's a bit of a change for me, the climate. Uh, but I'm adjusting to it day by day, I think. I mean, I, I every time I come in the winter... I ask myself, why? Why did I do it? <laughs> okay. And if it wasn't for Christmas, and if it wasn't for you know my mother and my father, yeah, I I, I, I definitely would tell my brothers, hey, I'll see you guys when it's warm. What about the nephews and nieces. Yeah, I love seeing them. I got yes. nine now. Uh, yeah. You know, but I'm sure the Baba gets an earful as why they came here before any other place. The famous question. Oh yeah. As Chaldeans, we always ask, why Michigan? We're, we're why we're, Michigan? We're warm people. Yeah, well, nope. my dad would say, what do you mean, why, Scott? Yeah, what do you mean, why? <laughs> why ask why? why? Is, yeah, why ask why? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So, no, it's great to be here, though. I'm really excited. I saw, you know, I know you guys have my brother Kevin on here. Yep. And, um, yep. you know, that was awesome. Fox Design. Yep. Fox Design. I was at, actually at the shop a few days um, uh, er, earlier this week and checking out his cool truck. He's got that big, big truck, and I was super proud of him. I go in the shop, and it's funny. You see my pops there. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, my pops. Regulate. Well. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? My dad's got, he, he sort of regulated to a section of <laughs> right, the, right, uh, right. Of the uh, shop with uh, a couple of other uh, Kellyan guys, and um, uh, they do the finished work. And, you know, oh, cool. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really cool. So pops is still hands-on, huh? He's very hands-on. Really? Yeah. Go he gets him, up, man. yeah, yeah. He he gets up and, you know, he likes to he likes to be up on his feet. It's good for him. He gets out of the house. He gets his body moving. We were talking about, you know, how it feels stiff. Yep. And you gotta keep moving. <laughs> you gotta you get know, going. You know how you're saying that? I I never knew this, but most most construction workers, usually if they don't stay mobile after retirement, pass away about two years after. <laughs> Really? Because their body's used to every day waking up 6, 7 a.m., maybe earlier, working, working, working. And it's the same thing like you're saying. You shock your body when you stop from your normal routine of stuff. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's a big thing. Yeah. Uh, You know, I was was explaining that to them. Whenever I come, whenever I get here, I I normally feel like a a bit of a shock because I'm so active out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can because of weather. Sure. You know, typical day, if I don't have, you know, auditioning or whatever, I'm, I'm up early. I'm running in the hills. There's uh, there's this wonderful uh, Griffith Park, which is just this beautiful, beautiful area. It's like one of the largest parks in a big city. It's I think even larger than uh, uh, what Central Park in New York City. Oh yeah, is that what it's called? Yeah, Central yeah, Park? yeah. It, it's larger than that. And so to um, be able to you know run around up in those hills, you see all kinds of stuff from coyotes to to That's rattlesnakes, sweet. and you know you got to be a bit poisonous careful. rattlesnakes. Yeah, you see them. Wow. Yeah, that's so, scary. It's kind of sweet, though. I mean, just it is sweet, but to be able to go it's scary, too. It is scary. I tell my mom that. She freaks out. She's like, where are you going, Azizi? I'm like, I'm going for a run. Be careful. Yeah. You know, there's snakes. You know, so I'm like, I'll be fine. Nice. Um, but, yeah, I enjoy. So, But to just be out of my routine, 
it, it's uh, and to be in this cold weather and try to get a new routine is difficult. So I always go yeah. through it. It almost feels like a hazing period. I get here. Yeah. I'm, just like, Ooh. I'm in a fog for right. a moment, and then I have to bounce out of it. How how long ago did you move from here? I left in 2001. Okay, so uh, you, have 19, you have 18 years. Yeah, Caldean kid. Yeah, yeah. Out in Detroit. Yeah, I was working. I was working. Yeah, at, get in the store business. Yeah. <laughs> well, at the time, I was working. Um, I was working actually in the bar scene out here at Pure Bar. Oh, Room. that's right. Yes. You know, um, yeah. I was yeah. at the bar back there. I was doing a Pure. Uh, uh, Kevin was the bartender, right? Kevin yeah. was the bartender. Yeah. Yeah, we had some... What a spot I, that was, though, man. Pure. It was pretty epic. Uh, Francis and the crew. I, I mean, I don't think... I mean, that was groundbreaking for the Detroit, for Detroit. Detroit market. Like, there was nothing like that no, at that, all. That was the first time to have to put money down on a booth and a bottle. Well, because oh, they had oh, yeah. Julia, the door girl, yep. with the in this elaborate yep. outfit. Oh, in yeah. Heels, that. heels this high. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Francis kind of brought that yeah. little, like... Yeah. It was like... Warren was like... like it was like a Miami style, like, like a like studio teenager. There you Stephanie go, Major yeah. Francis. Yeah, it was uh, special. Yeah, it, it was special. Yeah, it, it really, really was. was. It was a unique time to be working and to be you part really of the young. scene. I was young. I was way too young. But we Kevin were there, like that was like prime for us. Like the yeah. perfect time for what us. What do you to... mean? I remember I, I was living in St. Louis at the time. I was flying in, make sure <laughs> guys get the booth ready. Yeah, yeah. It was the first time like you had ten guys each having to put in minimum of a hundred just to get in the booth. Yeah. Plus the bull, the, the bill that came later that for the yeah, booth. Yeah, that wasn't something no. around yeah. here. No, it was no, no. Pitcher beers and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, man. you're right. Absolute vodka. We had Pontiac. Yeah. Pontiac, Thursday nights, that's all we had. What did we have on Thursday? There was a Thursday night thing. What was Industry? That? Industry, yeah. Yeah, we had Industry. Deza <laughs> used to yeah. have that one. Yeah. He still does. He still got the building, but back yeah. then it was popping. So. Right. So yeah. you guys were doing that? Yeah, we were doing that. And then yeah. what did we move over to the place uh, down the street? I'm trying to think of the name, but that Time place Square. was wild. Yes. Yeah. That Time place Square. was wild. Times Square, that was mine. That was, yeah. Oh, well, it was... Bef it was Mine after you guys left. Yeah, so, we. So you had like Chris Bidigari. And, that's who and a, we had. Those and a guys. A couple yeah. other guys, and Julia moved yeah. there too, and then we ended up buying them out. And yeah, good thing that was when we were there with those guys. That 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 place was dark. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You guys, that was the craziest era if you think about it. These um, this generation doesn't get what we got on that level. You were able to go through three bars in the city of Detroit, walk to each one, Ooh, yeah. and not worry about anything going down with yeah. it. Day, it was a lot more dangerous back then. Oh yeah, too. way more dangerous. Well, yes. there's some stories. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's yeah, some but stories. But with us, I'm saying sure. I'm not gonna say them. But yeah, there's <laughs> right. some stories. So, but for the yeah. for the most part, you were able to go from blue, and then which pier became excess, and then Times yeah. Square. That little diamond right yep. there was like the most hopping thing. At it's time. great. Yeah, Joe Lewis down the street. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it was a great time. Comerica to, was just built. Yeah, Comerica Park. It was a great yeah. time to be uh, growing up, and that scene was amazing. Uh, and then you know we had Motor Lounge uh, down Motors, in Hamtramck. Yeah. It was fun. Motor yeah. was so yes. fun. And then you had uh, what Smalls? Do you guys remember that place? Smalls that was down the street. Yeah, that, came, that came a little after. Yeah. And it was. Uh, a little more exclusive. It so, was so it was it was a it was really tight and really exclusive and and uh, oh yeah it was a good dive it was a more, dive and then too. lush lush yeah lush Pontiac. was fun yeah lush was fun lush was no Hamtramck Hamtramck yes. that was yes. like a proper lounge yes, yes. that was a they would have mic night once a week on yeah. there it was the mic night Thursdays the artists would have, rappers would go in and do That's mic right. challenges but the rest of the time it was just more like that you said Dan Logan yeah yeah Dan I remember. Um, 
a great story of Eminem when he was at the height of his. Uh, yep. My name is you know. Yep. Yep. Uh, he he. Uh, Pure barroom. He, he yep. you know, they're like he's coming in tonight, mm-hmm. and I would always work the VIP area. I was because <laughs> I want to, you know, yeah. I want to go up there. I got to meet Charles Oakley one night. He was a bad dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, Remember big, the third floor? Oh yeah, the third yeah. floor was fun. Third Junior floor. on the third floor. At one point, I did. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was a that was a good time. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome's a beer. Oh yeah, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. That's yeah. great. <laughs> um, but you know they shut down. I remember a security came up there and they shut down the entire yep, floor. Up, so yeah, yeah, and he came in. And he kicked me out. I wasn't <laughs> even allowed to go up there, so I had to leave. And at the end of the night, you know, I'm taking out trash out the back door, and he's walking. I'm like yelling at him as he's walking up through the back and talking shit. And, what were you uh, yelling? I was just giving him a hard time. Hey man, <laughs> you kicked me out of my you know. Uh, but he was cool about it. He just kind of gave me a nod. and was like, whatever. Yeah. He didn't care much. Uh, I don't think he was at the height of that. Oh yeah, yep. that oh, yeah. craze. So and he was he was popping all kinds of shit back at back at that time. He had issues with his with his with his drugs and stuff. Yeah. Well, that time painkillers and shit like that. Yeah, Detroit had a, a like you said that was a very interesting time for Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the the party scene over there. What was what was filtering through those places was yeah. uh, pretty intense. Yeah, yeah. big time. Yeah. Well, because what do you call it? Pontiac died out. Mm-hmm. Heavy. Yeah. Detroit came on board, and then along with along with Detroit, you had the after hour scene that came back heavy oh too gosh. at that time. Yeah, yeah. numbers and all that stuff. Numbers. Yeah, numbers. Red door. Zoo club. <laughs> yeah. The zoo. Yep. Yeah. Bangle. Oh, yeah, Bankles. Yeah, Bankles. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, the, 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 those moments are flashing through yeah, my right. mind right now. Of course. Yeah. They're, they're giving me heat flat. I'm, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> uh, it was like uh, uh, 2036 yeah. Woodward. It was uh, like five different venues in one, like mm. right by Comerica Park. Yep. And it was like an like a like a like a art studio or gallery, and then live music, and then another room and another room. Yeah. Was Bill. Uh, Got his last name, man. I'm trying to remember. It was it was it was pretty. It was a very cool, creative uh, layout. Like, cause it was like five different mm-hmm. venues in venues one. in one. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was a good time. So I did that. Yeah. And I decided that was enough. That I had my parting filled up for you know two years. I was doing that. So I was like, you know, I'm gonna get in a Ford Explorer. <laughs> no shit. And with my friend Matt at the time, he's still a good friend. Uh, we yeah, but let's go back. Yeah. Like you're a Chaldean kid working yeah. at the store, like your pops and your yeah. siblings and yeah. and all of that. So so what made you become oh, this dude that says, I'm getting the fuck out of here? Right, yeah. Well, you know, it was funny. I, I, I try to tra- trace back to, you know, those moments of, you know, when, when would that have happened? And, and <laughs> that, that's part of the project that I'm working on right now. And, I, and, I, and I'll get more into that. But... Mm-hmm. One of the things I used to do, I, I never really liked school. Yeah. You know, I, I always, you know, I, I always had an issue with getting up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tough, never, man. yeah, I never, you know what? It's like, I can get up early if I don't have anything to do. As soon as you tell me I have something to do at 7 a.m., <laughs> right. I'm sleeping right through. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I'm one of those. But I think uh, at an early age, I would find any way to skip school mm-hmm. especially during the winter time i was like oh it's a prime opportunity for me to go and sit <laughs> yep. and so uh you know we had a, who was taking care of us at the time was jesse um she was you know she helped take care of my mom jesse's one of those old school detroiter women who was just basically helped raise my mom 
she uh, helped raise us. And um, what do you mean by help raising? She us? she would be at the house a lot. She, really? Yeah, Jesse was. You know, she was at. She would help out a lot. No and she's an awesome woman. Nice. You know, she's now she's uh, retired in Florida, uh, but she was you know also shopped at my dad's store. No kidding. Yeah. No way. Yeah. So she was part of. You know, she'd come by. Well, family. She's... Yeah, she was. She was part of the family. So my my grandmother, um, on my mom's side, she um, that's when they first got to know her, and she was helping out. So she helped out my mom in high school, and then my yeah. mom kept her on, and she um, she and you would see her at these family events. She would always help. Uh, they they would hire her on as a helping hand to mm-hmm. do the catering or whatever. So cool. So Jesse would come over and almost be like a nanny. Yeah, yeah. And so I, if I was gonna skip school. I'd have to hang out with Jesse, and she was a hard ass. Like, what I mean, hard ass Detroiter, you get the Marlboros, menthol 100s, yeah, and she yeah. was smoking it, and she'd be like, Scotty, she would tell me, you know, you can be replaced by a chimpanzee. I never knew what, she, I never knew what that meant. You know? I don't know what that means. I, she, basically saying, like, you can be, yeah, you can be replaced. Yeah. She goes, Scotty, you can be replaced by a chimpanzee. And I'm like, oh, Jesse, I don't know what that means. She'd just get a big laugh, and she Anyways, I finally figured it out. I was like, hey, Jesse, I think you were making fun of me all those years. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I was. Uh, I'm like, okay, fair enough. Um, so, you know. So she, what's the family dynamic? Uh, well, mom, they, dad. Mom, dad. Uh, so, you know, I, I would skip school, so I'd watch these films, you know. And I remember watching these things, and I'd see these, these worlds, and I'd sit there and... You know, I'd have, you know, I'd be like, this is so cool. I would skip school. I'd be like, that's where, wherever they are, however they got in the TV, you're young. You have no yeah, idea how it's done. Really? You yeah. had that moment? Yeah, I had that moment as a child, wow. and, I, and I'd and i see it. But I want to do that. I want to be wherever they are. No shit. I, wanna, I don't know how they do it. I, right, I, I right, just yeah. thought that that was a world that was real. Uh-huh. So I remember thinking that, but not being able to articulate it. Or have any, process it. Yeah, even. process yeah. it. Yeah, I just knew that I thought it looked, you know, like a lot of fun. I liked uh-huh. the characters. I liked the fact that even in that world, you really couldn't get hurt. You know, you, people would come yeah. back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, you'd get beat up and you'd get right back. Oh, you know, yeah. You'd get right back up and you'd be having oh, yeah. dinner the next scene. I had that. I had that. Gilligan's Island. hundred punch. Gilligan's Gil- 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 Island. They live no matter whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That little island. Yeah, it's pretty so, cool. Yeah. yeah. Imagination, so, right? Imagination. And um, for me, I always had a really big imagination, and it really was uh, a part of me that, you know, I would struggle with in school, uh, you know, until high school where this one teacher, um, she uh, is my senior year. She, you know, I she started high school, West Moonfield High okay. School. And I started writing these uh, poems mm-hmm. just for fun. And uh, without me knowing, she took the poems and she submitted them huh. to um, nice to something, okay. uh, to this uh and I didn't think anything of it. A couple of days uh, left in the school year, she comes up to me. She's like, "Hey, you, you've won this, this, this thing." That's beautiful. And I'm like, well, "What did I win? For what?" Yeah, unexpected. And she was like, "You've won this um, writing program. You're going to go to this university, and they're going to you're going to sit with other uh, people who write poems and poets, and you're going to be able to explore the arts a bit." And I was like, "What?" And then at the end of the year, you know, while they're doing the whole class of whatever. Uh, they make the announcements and they they're like and Scott Kuza uh, for writing blah 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 award and everybody just kind of goes, like, dude you write <laughs> yeah this is hockey player he doesn't say much you write <laughs> yeah, yeah right. come to class on time right, right. get exactly. here an hour late every day exactly he's like no he's like more school what are you talking about oh, lady? God. me and Lamar Arabu used to skip first oh, yeah, hour. Lamar. 
Uh, him and his Z, he had a Camaro, I'll never forget it, in the back. It had a vanity plate. And then Lamar was ahead of the curve with the vanity plate. He used to say, you love it? You love it. <laughs> you know, he had a now, green Camaro. Was it, was it a question or a statement? Nah, I think he was saying a statement, <laughs> statement, you know, but he just, he loved that car, man. We had a lot of fun adventures in that you car. A lot it. of, uh, yeah, uh, close calls, too, yeah. with the authorities in that car. And uh, I won't get into details course, about that either. Right, right. Uh, but statue limitations, though. They, yeah, got, yeah, whatever, got, exactly. Yeah, it, it, you know, <laughs> it, it was fun. So I, I got in my truck, uh, and I drove across the country Jeez. at the age of 21, landed in a place called Studio City. You said you, said you had a buddy with you. Yeah, Matthew Stiller, Matthew that kid Stiller. I went to uh, high school with. I've okay. known him from grade school. His mother was actually the uh, librarian at uh, Orchard Lake Middle School, Mrs. Really? Stiller. Yeah. Nice. Any relation to Ben Stiller there? No relation. No, no, relation. no but he gets it a lot. Uh, <laughs> well, so, that's good. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so we drove across the country. Car broke down. Uh, as soon as I got my first job, I got a job as a, as a cook, mm-hmm. you know, for a French woman. And how I got the job is she had to sign up front. I need a job. I just landed there. <laughs> and you know I, how to cook? No. So that's the best part. <laughs> I go in the kitchen, I meet this guy named Jorge. He's the first Mexican guy I've ever met in my life. Yeah. And Jorge was afraid I was going to take his job. Now, I didn't speak Spanish, and he didn't speak English that well. Uh-huh. And I assured him, man, I'm, it's the job interview. It's 8 o'clock at night. She goes, you know, French woman, she says, Scott, uh, go make me a, a, a Caesar salad. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can make a Caesar salad. Where's, I worked in a deli. Where's the Caesar's dressing? Yeah, so I go into the, with a fried chicken that yeah. was over at the Detroit shop. Exactly. <laughs> so I go on the back, and Jorge is eyeballing me like this, like, and I'm like, dude, listen. And I'm pleading with him. I'm like, I need a job. I swear, I don't know what language you speak. I swear, your job is safe you know, off. I don't want your job. I'm going to yeah. learn from you. And he's. He doesn't say nothing. He sees me struggling, and I'm panicking. I find the romaine lettuce, and I'm just trying, and he starts pointing at stuff. Uh. I grab the bowl, grabs that, and he starts mimicking uh. what I need to do, and I do it. And he grabs the jet, and I, and I toss it, and he's just watching me, and he's telling me, and I'm just, we're not saying a word, but he's, I, I'm, <laughs> wait, it, that's the, we talk about Chaldeans and working in Detroit and doing that stuff and oh, working yeah. in the deli and growing up. Yeah. All that stuff kicked in yep because you have to improvise yes, right of course and Absolutely. i'm improvising and i'm quick and you yep. can see that i can pick it up yeah good so here i am i'm picking it up and right before i take it out i go oh wait and i'm like you got a cucumber of course you know cucumber he's like no 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 cucumber and that no cucumber in the season i go no no trust me so I take a cucumber. What the fuck you doing with a cucumber? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I, I noticed my mom put cucumbers in every salad yeah, I have yeah, ever had. <laughs> so I slice up a cucumber and I do a design on it. And I bring it out. I'm so proud of it. And I bring it out to the lady. And I'm, I'm here you go. And she's like, yes, it's, it's beautiful. What, what, one question for you. Why do you have the cucumber? And I'm like, well, that's how we do it in Detroit. Yeah. And she was like, Really? I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. That's it's a super. <laughs> I was like, that's a super popular way. Everybody eats their Caesar salads with cucumbers in Detroit. And Detroit, here I am, just in, lying. In Detroit. Yeah, in Detroit, and I'm Detroit. just lying. She's like, really? <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. We can add it to the recipe. It's 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 a, it's a thing. Jesus. And she goes, okay, 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 okay. And she tried it. I'm like, try it with a cucumber. And really selling the cucumber. And she's like, I love it. You got the job. Um, 
And I Jorge, st- you're fired. No, Jorge <laughs> taught me everything. I learned how to make crepes. Yeah. I, I no you know, shit. Yeah, I learned how to do everything. I learned how to work on a and, line and in the kitchen. Spanish while you were. Okay. Nah, I learned you... my. Yeah, I got a lot of Spanish okay. down over the years. Yeah. yeah, a lot of bad words too. It's like oh, any boy. kitchen. You learn a lot of, you know, the Anthony Bourdain stuff. They talk about, you know, that kitchen life and what you learn back there. You 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 see a lot of, but you know, coming from my background, none of that stuff. Being around blue collar people, um, none of that stuff really intimidated me. If anything, I get along very well with all walks of life i'm really able to adapt very quickly mm-hmm. so uh i i i think it comes just from a great uh upbringing and yeah yeah upbringing yeah, respect pu- for people respect absolutely yeah. you know yeah, we, we, we dealt with with some of the toughest you know grounds of retail business yeah, yeah. metro detroit i mean let's be mm-hmm. real we got onto it so we are able to adapt to anything in regards that came to us from there so You've already dealt with the toughest. Now you're ready to deal with just your standard. Yeah, yeah Keldians are underdogs too. I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, big time. And and they and they like proving people wrong. Yeah, 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 big time. Right? Yes. It's a great trait. You did. Yeah, right. You I got did. up and left at 21. Yeah, yeah, left at 21. Everybody's you're coming back next year. Yeah, yeah. you'll be right. back. You'll be back. And honestly, there's so many moments. Well, there's always next year. Yeah. So they could mm-hmm. be right. Yeah, they could one be. Year. Listen, when one I year. Next year. When, when I do come back, uh, if I, you know, and I think I will because it's what I know. Yeah. You know, uh, but I, I, I always wanted. It's funny because you, you, there's a book that I picked up off the shelf called What Makes Sammy Run. I was maybe 18 or 19. It's written by this guy named Bud Schulberg. I just randomly went to a bookstore and it jumped out at me and I read mm-hmm. it. Um. And I just finished. Bruce Springsteen's uh, autobiography mm-hmm. of Born to Run. Uh, and I thought, there's a coincidence. What run, makes run. Sammy run? Yeah. Born to Run. I think leaving Detroit and trying to make it out on my own was no different than our parents leaving Iraq, Iraq. Iraq yeah, yeah. To, to find yeah. a different life and to try to make it. That's interesting. A- and yeah. I, I think I'm finally good. starting to understand that about where that sort of it comes from. Sure. That so desire. Are, are, are our parents Sammy or Bruce? And are uh, you Sammy or Bruce? I would say, uh, for, uh, yeah, I would say um, more like Bruce. I, uh, yeah, but <laughs> I say our parents are more like uh, Bruce's parents. Well, I would say they're more like Bruce's Bruce. parents. Okay, okay it, gotcha, it, gotcha. Italian family. Yeah. Um, very immigrant oriented. Yeah. And, um, you know, our, our parents went through a lot of, made, uh, so many sacrifices for us, as we all know. So and, Bruce Springsteen is not a Jew? Uh, no, I, I, no, he's not. He's not. No, no, Bruce Springsteen is Italian. What's his real uh, last name? Uh, Springsteen. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, you should check out the autobiography. There's a great movie called Blinded by the Light. If you get on a plane, it's it's you can watch it on a plane right now. No shit. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's about a Pakistani uh, kid who uh, moves to a city of uh, call in in uh, England called Luton, and uh, he finds Bruce Springsteen, and um, <laughs> and he finds his voice. And um, that's wild. Nice. But yeah, I, you know, I, I didn't actually get into acting till quite a few years later, and and, and that was. Why don't you tell us how that happened? Okay. Yeah, you know, that was in um, I think around two thousand eight, two thousand nine. I went to San Francisco for two years, mm-hmm. and the girl I was dating was in L.A. What were you doing in San Fran? I got my uh, degree, so I got my associate's degree oh, okay. in Los Angeles at this uh, place called uh, Los Angeles Valley uh, College. Okay. And that was a place where uh, Sean Austin uh, and um, uh, he he had graduated from the theater program there. He's the guy who played uh, Rudy. Uh, he was also in the um, Lord of the uh, Rings. Rings, yeah, yeah. He was uh, Sammy yeah. or Sam. 
you okay, know, as yep. Fro- to yep. Frodo, Frodo, yeah. Sam, you know, yep. that whole thing. Yeah. And um, I, I finished my associate's degree, and I always knew getting. I, I really wanted to prove to to myself that I can get a college degree, and I know in my family, I didn't know any male that had graduated college. So it was important Maybe to me. Your uncle Lath. <laughs> my, my, my uncle Lath. No, I don't think he did. Booze, uh, booze. Yeah. Uh, Best guy, man. Uh, but he, uh, excuse me. Uh, so I, I got my associate's degree, and I said, you know what? I had a friend uh, named Danny Tacalino, who's actually he was another Detroit guy mm. uh, who worked at Pure Barroom as well. Really? He's a musician. Yeah, his, his band's called Leopold and His Fiction. He's an Italian kid. His mother was a wonderful, is a wonderful woman who worked in the makeup and all that Royal Oak scene back in the, in the mid-90s. Okay. Um, anyways, uh, so he was out in San Francisco, and he's like, hey, you should apply to this college. So I did. And I got accepted into the writing program. And so I, you know, I went there to get uh, an English major with an emphasis on creative writing. Went over there for two years. Got a crazy job working in leather. Same type of deal. Working in what? Leather. <laughs> leather. Bike leather. So <laughs> motorcycle. So I dealt with a bunch of Hells Angels and cops. <laughs> Come on, it man. It was such a crazy job, dude. <laughs> I don't know. Who wrote that app out for you? Come though? on, man. Oh, my God. That... <laughs> somebody filled the app out for that? Bro, yeah. you know what? I went in there. And they told they, him I've been riding Harley since I was 16. Right, so right, this right. place is the oldest motorcycle. Can I outside right oh now? my God. I, I, I saw the sign and I was walking up and down looking for a job. And uh, I, I saw the sign and it was a leather store. And I walked in, I didn't know a thing about leather. At the time, actually, I was a vegetarian. <laughs> Shit. So even worse for a guy <laughs> wanting to work in leather. Yeah. So I grabbed the sign, I tell the guy, his name's Alan. It's still a, a dear friend. Alan's a New York City uh, guy who lived in uh, San Francisco. Al now is in his late 60s. And Al's a great salesman. I mean, he, he would say, you know, I can sell sand to, to the Arabs. You know, yeah. I can, I'm, he could, he was, he is that good of a salesman. Uh-huh. You talk to Al, he can sell. He's a New Yorker, proper, can sell you anything. Right. So I, I thought he was interesting. So I, I, I said, hey, man. I want to I want to work here. He said, "What do you know about leather?" I'm like, "I don't know anything, but I can learn." <laughs> he goes, "Well, this guy's gonna call you later. His name's Johnson. Hmm. He owns the shop." Johnson called me. He's like, "Hello, Scott." He's got this really intense voice, and he's drunk. Oh shit! <laughs> and I'm like, "Hey, what's up, Johnson?" And I'm walking down the streets of San Francisco, uh, and he's like, "Hey, um, tell me about yourself." And I tell him. And I can tell, he goes, oh, okay, I like you. And this guy, Johnson, was an orphan from um, China. And he moved to San Francisco with nothing. And he became a self-made man. Wow. And, um, yeah, and he was, a, he, he was a, he's a tailor. And he figured out how to supply the entire city of, uh, of San Francisco and all of the CHP and... Um, uh, you know, the highway patrol, yep. he was making all their coats and then all the Hells Angels from worldwide. And he had this little shop. It's crazy. Wow. You got legit and illegit. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I have a funny store. Uh, you story know what I'm saying? You're yeah. serving both yeah, at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Protecting them both <laughs> from riding. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So he interviewed me on the phone and he gave me the job. On the phone. <clears throat> what was the job? A salesman. Okay. And working as an apprentice to him. Okay. So you would learn. So I got these really cool jackets. I should have brought one over. But basically, you would see the patterns and how these things were made. 
and we go to the warehouse, which is in San Francisco, and and this is still no acting, no nothing. I was writing at the time, and I was going to school. So I was going to school at the same time. I was working this leather job. I remember the Hell's Angel, the San Jose chapter, would go in. And now the Hell's Angel, are, they're interesting. So if they got a vest like this, you can't touch their their vest. You're not allowed to touch their stuff. Okay. So they're an intense group. Um, you know, that guy, the, 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 the San Jose chapter guy, is probably 6'6". Six, six. He would come in there, give me a big squeeze. And, you know, I, I'd freeze up. And um, he'd tell me where they want their patches on the jacket. <laughs> and we sew it. After they would take the old one, they would you would have to give them the other one because they would burn it. But they have a whole code. And now what I learned was that the cops who ride bikes have their own bike gangs too. So there was a day that I was in there. While that, off duty. Off duty. Okay. So there's uh, one day I was in there. I was outfitting a couple of the guys in there. And they were getting their final measurements. And I was getting their measurements doing whatever got the tape out and you know, i was the proper tape guy yeah you know i was in there <laughs> yeah. wearing my leather pants i knew you know I, I had it going on and um we had uh the hell's angel guys come in there's the italian chapter a couple of the guys you know like i said would be very intense i'll never forget it i was in the shop i was in the middle they were there picking up their vests and the other guys were there picking up their jackets and the amount of tension in that oh, little Jesus. small store yeah was like you could cut it. I mean, I was at that point again relied on my Detroit uh, store upbringing instinct. Yeah, yeah, to just kind of keep my mouth shut and make it as easy as possible. It, everything went smoothly. Everybody left. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, but it was. Uh, I'll never forget that because here it was. You know, a gang, a bike gang like the Hell's Angels, and then you got the CHP. And they, you, you can tell they didn't like each other. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, so I got my degree. Uh, you know, <laughs> segue. I got my degree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I graduated with uh, uh, an English degree uh, from San Francisco State University. Good for you. Yep. Drove back to L.A., broke up with the gal I was seeing at the time, and then I moved into a place, and this is where the acting comes in, mm-hmm. uh, where I stayed, um, uh, you know, we were staying in Chinatown, which is near downtown Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And my buddy was kind of... That city's wild, L.A. Oh, yeah. Well, people don't get from block to block, it changes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You go from hood to, like, like million to <laughs> multi-million dollar yeah, yeah. properties Absolutely. to right back to the hood. Yeah. It's crazy. So you're on a couch. So I'm on a couch. All right. Uh, looking for work. Again, I was always looking for work. So the one thing is, when you're out on your own, like you guys know, you need to get to work. Yeah. And the thing yep. is... Um, when you're when you're starting new like that and you keep restarting over, you gotta you you know, like my dad tells me and he still tells me to this day, which I love him for, you gotta get out there. Yeah. You know? You gotta yeah. get out there. It's yeah. not gonna come to you. You no. gotta you gotta get out there and you gotta do it yourself. No one's gonna give it to you. That's always one hundred percent. You know, and so here I am, sleeping on a couch, mm. watching my Red Wing games. I had figured that out. <laughs> and um you Back know then, how did you do that? We got the Red Wing package. I split it with this oh, okay. guy. Yeah, yeah cool. I don't know how we did it. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, and we had this TV. I'll never forget. We had a nice setup. And uh, I was just, I was I was sort of sleeping on a sofa, man, and kind of didn't have a clue what I was going to do. I, that, that's another point where I thought, all right, this is it. I'm, I'm moving back. Yeah. I don't know what to do. I got my degrees, and <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Right. Lost. I was like, yeah. It's the worst. 
it's the worst feeling, right? But you know what? I, I will say this. In those, and I, and I, and I still have. Makes you through better times. Get you through better times. You know. You grow the most. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you need. You learn that. the most about yourself mm-hmm. when you're down and out. Yep. Yeah. Because uh, I'll tell you, uh, it, it, it is. It, it is going to test you, and really, it, it when you get out of it, you realize how special that time was. Sure. It's almost a gift. Sure. You know, your, your it, case is a little harder uh, at that time because. You don't have what we have here. We have the advantage of turning to so many others when we need yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. And you were on an island. You were in the jungle, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yourself, so. th- yeah that, that part was Your really challenging. even more tough. Yeah, you know, luckily I have a really open line with my family. I'm a very big communicator sure. with them. And my brothers, uh, both Stephen and Kevin, are, you know, uh, all of them are great. From great G- oh, my, oh, yeah. yeah. Sisters Stephen are great, too. Ah, oh, they're the best. And so are, my sisters are wonderful, too, and... You know, uh, just I, I'm very proud of them, all of them. Your brother-in-law, your sister-in-law. Oh yeah, all good, they're all good people. They're thank you. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. Um, so um, that you know, I was sitting there on the I, I, and I see this, my buddy Matt, who I'd moved out, but he started acting. Mm-hmm. Said, so why don't you go on this thing called Actors Access? Mm-hmm. It's like this, you know, this site where you can go and submit. I said sure. So I go over there and I see a casting call. I just looked it up. And he gives me his password, whatever. And I see a casting call for extra work. And I needed I needed work, man. I needed to get to work. Yeah. I'm like, oh, anybody can do this. And I said, if you're an actor, you get paid a bit more. I said, great. So I go to my friend Eric. It was another Detroit guy. I said, Eric, um, I, I need, need... I need a lift. <laughs> no, no. I, you know, actually, my, my yeah, I had an old Volkswagen that my cousin Heather had given me. He was living in San Diego. Oh, nice. Heather who? Heather, uh, it's from my mom. It's from my dad's side. Okay. It's from okay. my mom. It's from my dad's sister, Mae Soon. Gotcha. Uh, it's it's her daughter, Heather. And so, she had given me this Volkswagen that had over like two hundred fifty thousand miles on it. Jeez, slug bug. Slug bug. Was it a slug bug? I was so happy to have it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah of course. You know, I, I was so happy. Uh, you know. To the youth, they may not know what slug bug is. Right. right. Knows. Oh yeah. yeah. I did drive an actually seven a seventy two proper one of those, which yeah. was super fun. Remember we just yeah. nail each other. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. When you yeah. thing you drive by. Yeah. yeah. Slug bug. Pop. Oh yeah. A lot of those in our in our family. A lot of bruised shoulders. Um. I'm sitting there and I I uh, I get the, you know I, I see it. Eric, I'm like, dude, I need a headshot. I don't know what a headshot oh, is. Yeah. So we go by the stairs because this is this house is up in the hills because so they're gonna tear this house down. So he's staying in it for free. Oh, so I do this like funny pose and <laughs> takes a photograph of me on a digital camera back in uh-huh. 2008 or whatever. Yeah. And we go to his printer. He had an old Canon printer, and he prints it out. It's it's pretty normal looking. Look, I look I look ridiculous. Whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, it prints out, and then he's like, "All right, we gotta make a resume." <laughs> I'm like, great. I'm like, let me think about what plays I've read. Yeah. I've read like two. Yeah. So it was like the disenchantment <laughs> and I, I, I we make we just make it up. Mm-hmm. So Scott Kuza at the top. Uh, my my eye color, weight, hair, and a couple of bullshit things and Experience. special skills. Yeah. You know? Print that out. Staple it. I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go. My buddy comes. He's like, all right, let's go, I'll go with you. So we go to this thing. And it's uh, there's we get to the uh, casting and there's two lines, one it says non actors, and one that says actors. Now the non actor line had like 60, 70 people in it, and the actor line had like two or three. I go to my buddy. I'm going in the actor line. <laughs> you know, he's like, 
Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, we made your resume. Just I'm do it. I'm going to act like an actor. Yeah. <laughs> act like an actor. Act like an actor. So I take my headshot and I hand it to the lady. She goes, you're an actor. I said, oh, yeah, I'm an actor. <laughs> Same thing with the salad, you know, yeah, with the cucumbers. Course, right? Oh, yeah, I am. Fake it till you make it. Yeah. Right? So she looks at it and she sets it down. At that point, I realized that my headshot was the wrong size. It was too big. Everybody's headshot, professional headshot, was a certain size, and mine was Five bigger. Five by eight, and yours is eight and a half by eleven. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. yeah. and you know, and so at this point, I'm having a slight panic attack. I'm like, she's gonna know I'm lying, and so she doesn't say nothing. She puts me around the camera. I try on these different hats, and um, I'm trying them on, and and she's asking me questions, and this character is for an Afghan refugee. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, can you speak Farsi? Yeah, a little bit. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. even know what Farsi meant? Shwaya, shwaya. She's like, okay, great. A few months go by. I'm sleeping what the on the... What the hell is Farsi? Yeah. Iranian. It's Iranian. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. yeah, well, yeah, it's for Afghanian. Yeah. You know? So I'm sleeping on the sofa, and it's Friday night, and the phone rings. I get my flip phone, and I see it. It's a number, and, and it's like, you know... It's it's a number I didn't recognize, but in those days you still picked up those numbers. Yeah. You know what I mean? You yeah. would still be like, okay, who is this? So I pick it up, and it's um, it's this woman. And she's like, hi, is this Scott Cusa? And I'm like, yeah, it's Scott Cusa. And I, I submit a lot of resumes around town to restaurants, to anything. She's like, I am so-and-so from Universal Pictures. I don't know who did it. could have been Paramount. I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> and I'm still, yeah, I'm still like suspect. And she's like, "Yeah, well, we need you to show up because um, we have uh, wardrobe and uh, makeup on Monday, and we can't get a hold of your agent." <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, well <laughs> you can't." And yeah, she's right. like, "No, we can't get a hold of him." I that said, "Bastard." I'm like, "Gosh, yeah, I don't know why." And they're yeah, like, "Well, pay his prepaid bill." Right, yeah, right. she's like, "No, but well, tell tell our viewers why they couldn't get a hold of your." Well, because I made it up. Yeah, right, right. You know, I made up all the information on the resume. And, you know, like for the agent number, I'd put some BS number. And I'd put, uh, if you can't get a hold of my agent, call this number, yeah. which is my number. And uh, so she's like, well, Scott, uh, you know, we got um, we got some really good news. We're going to Taff Hartley. And I'm like, to who's Taff? Like, Excuse me? I'm like, Taff who? They're like, Taff Hartley. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know him. Yeah. They're like, it's not a person. They're like, we're it's the union. We're going to put you in the, the union, the SAG, the SAG union. You're going to be, this is going to allow you to work as a union actor. And this is the same union as Tom Hanks or whatever. They're like, Scott, like, this is really good news. You have a scene with Tom Hanks. And <laughs> uh, you're going to be featured in the film. And like, hold on, hold on. The phone died like... You're dropping <laughs> F-bombs. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. Okay, go ahead, ma'am. How yep. much am I getting paid? I'm exactly. Yeah. I said that. I was like, so so this is a good paying gig? She goes, absolutely. I'm like, oh, my God. Here I am living on a sofa. <laughs> Lying through your teeth on the yeah. app. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, yeah, I'll be there Monday. Give me the address. And I write down the address, and I hang up the phone. I'm like, this is super cool. At the same time, actually... I, I I got in another, uh, I went for a job interview at this place called Doughboys, an Egyptian guy, still a friend of mine today, named Terry Tolba, who was a stand-up comedian. He gives me a job, he calls me up, he's like, hey, do you want to manage our restaurant at night? 
And I'm like, yes, man. I yeah. want to manage your restaurant at night. I need work. Manage many restaurants. Uh-huh. <laughs> should see the Caesar salad I do. Oh, my God. My salad. Exactly. Do they need a Caesar salad recipe? The famous SK salad. Oh, gosh. Yeah, the cucumber yeah. special. Um, so I show up on Monday, and it's just like larger-than-life experience. I have all these people in this wardrobe, and they're going around. And I meet Mike Nichols, who directed the um, the graduate. He's passed away, but he's just famous director. And you know, he looks at me and he's like, "You're gonna play an Afghan refugee, and um, let's get him into makeup." And I, Scott, you can't uh, shampoo or wash your hair for a month, and we want you to grow out your beard. <laughs> a month. I'm like, what? I just got a job as a restaurant manager. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm gonna. They're like, well, that's what we want. Yeah. I said okay. And then they tell me they're gonna put me in the union. Still don't know what this is all about. It's, you know. So I, I ended up, you know, going through this whole thing. I go and I see Terry at the restaurant a day later. And uh, I'm like, hey, Terry, listen, I got the job. I Thanks for the job, but I can't wash my hair and shave my beard for a month. I don't know if you still want me. Yeah. He's like, absolutely, man. He's like, just wear, just wear a hat. Yeah. And so for a month, he let me wear, you know, while I was waiting for oh, the wow. job to go through because it took for them for a month. We showed up, I met a bunch of people from Afghanistan, and I was on the set, and my first rehearsal, there's Tom Hanks standing right in front of me. And Tom doesn't say nothing. Super nervous, I got a daughter, I'm in there, and Mike Nichols comes by, and I say a joke, and I crack a joke to try to make everybody more relaxed. Tom doesn't say shit. He's just like, and Mike Nichols laughs at the joke. Production calls me the next day, like, oh, so you made Mike Nichols laugh. They know everything. (laughs) I was like, yeah. Um, ended up, I shot the scene and this is like full on 20 people touching you before you go, uh, Panavision cameras. <laughs> All right. Action. Like million dollar budget film. Of course. Really overwhelmed. They cut the scene. Oh no. Yeah. But you know, it didn't make it to the final cut, but this is a movie that started Philip Seymour Hoffman who passed away. One of my favorite actors. He was and, a beast. What, what, yeah. what, what did they cut? See, like why would, why did they cut scenes? Like what are they? So this, this montage was for the sequence where he plays a congressman in this movie called what makes uh, uh, uh charlie wilson's war mm-hmm. yeah and um his character comes into a place in afghanistan where he goes and he visits all the afghan refugees right and the people who are in there so he comes to me and he's with me and my daughter and he comes and he says something to us uh get well type of thing so when they were making the film that whole sequence which they spent oh, i'm sure hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars shooting i'm saying how do you just you get what I mean? Like it didn't gotta, serve the story, Junior. Yeah. So yeah. they cut it. But I made I, a good chunk of change on the film. Yeah. Nice. So I was like, I'm gonna be an actor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in the union. Right. Right. Why not? Yeah. So that's how it all started. You only have my union big, brothers and sisters. The union's a big deal. The union is oh, a yeah. big deal. SAG What's after the advantage of it, and what does it do for the for the uh, performer, the entertainer? It protects. It protects the performer the from actor. people. Uh, taking advantage of them. Okay. From uh, it protects the performer uh, for better set conditions. Mm-hmm. It uh, allows you to have other people who are there for you uh, in terms of uh, you know it, it it legitimizes some of the jobs. Yep. It makes sure that people are it's holding people accountable. Okay. So uh, and that and then the insurance is really great. Uh, they give if you qualify you got to qualify so you got to book a certain amount. So I, a lot of the ways I qualify is through uh, um, commercial uh, work. Gotcha. So over the years, I've done a lot of, you know, 
yep. commercial work from any brands to AT&T to, uh, I just did Toyota before I left, um, to Visa, MasterCard, um, okay. you know, so you're working, and these are amazing, you know, things and fun things to work on, and you meet a lot of people, and so. That's our, our, um, our cameraman, Mark, and I were talking about that beforehand. He did explain um, about the union. So you're able to do it by getting, you can't just walk into it. It's not something like Anthony and I say, oh, we've been keeping up with you the Canadians. Let's get on, let's get on to this new union. You got to earn it or you got to lie through your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know you what? You got to land a gig. You got to land a gig. Yeah. Two gigs, right? It's yeah. Speak, it's, speaking role. Yeah. Yep. Because yep. yeah. you have to have multiple roles and be able to be on them. That's probably. why if you watch like some uh, television or films mm-hmm. where, you know, an actor will say something to somebody sitting there. And they won't respond. They'll just because if they speak, then they they're they're unionized. They they qualify for the union. All right. Yeah. So they so they so they you'll see them. They'll just be, they'll be like, like when they ask the kids if they want if they like what they're eating or something. Yeah, for yeah. that example. Or a guy walks by. Uh, Did you see that? Or he, they'll just go. And they won't they won't speak. They just got a gesture. Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. A lot of politics involved in all that. Is that what is that what it you comes know, down to with um with the union. Yeah, with union and acting and all that, is that, is there a lot of politics behind it? That's why you need that force behind you? Yeah, there's a lot of politics that goes into it. There's a lot of nepotism, and um, it's a really hard career, man. You know, I started it uh, professionally 11 years ago, and mm-hmm. I've done multiple independent films um, to commercials and it's still i mean you still i still got to take jobs odds and end jobs to pay you know rent or to, to sure. you know it's not you can have five good years it's and a, lot, a, lot, a lot a lot a lot a lot of work it's a lot and the amount of uh, studying and preparation and classes yeah, and voice work i mean you're not gonna no yeah. yeah i mean i had to go and learn it all over i basically had to go to university for acting Sure. So it didn't, you know, once I got my break in the beginning, but then you have to learn. Yep. And then because it, it becomes something of that you truly have in you that you loved. And it's funny because I told you that story when I was a kid watching those films when I was mm-hmm. a kid and wanting to be in them. It didn't happen until I was 27, 28 years old. Um, I'll, you know, uh, there's an actor called Peter Falk. He's not around anymore, but he was, you remember Columbo, that show? Yeah, I know Peter yeah. Falk is, yeah. He, he didn't start till around the same age, and he always said, one of his quotes said, I like, I just want to go into a room where the other actors are and them just to recognize me, you know, to say, hey, that guy does what we do. Yeah. And I'm paraphrasing, but that's for me, that's what I want from it. You know, I want to I want to walk in and... Be recognized. Yeah, just it, just to be noticed for my work yep. because it's important respected to me. Respected by your peers. Yeah, respected yeah. by my peers. That's probably the most important because I love the work so much. I, yeah. And yeah. it is a lot of work, you know. And you've poured your heart into it from many different angles, from from writing to you yeah. know, even the, the poetry side, the acting side. Yeah. Yeah, the, even this right here, right? Isn't this some of the stuff of your work here as well? Yeah, Darn That Dream was a... Yeah, yeah Darn That Dream... Uh, yeah, Darn That Dream was a... Um, a book of poems that was published uh, by a guy named Jimmy Thompson who illustrated the artwork. Mm-hmm. Jimmy's a wonderful, wonderful il- illustrator. You can see and those some are all of your poems. Yeah, these are all my poems. I write on an old typewriter. Um, but um, thanks, Junior. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jimmy, uh, you know, the writing has always been sort of something I've done. Yeah. Since that lady submitted me to yeah, the... Yeah. So it's always been something that I've done 
that people have just sort of taken notice of. I've uh, Instagram's been a great way. Jimmy is kind enough to want to include me. I love his work. But the illustrations in those poems go hand in hand. They really work well together. Every poem was written in L.A. Every uh, subject in the book that is that has been painted in ink is from L.A. too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a second book launch coming up for a volume two, uh, April 9th. Um, it's being hosted by 1700 Nod, which is a, a blanket under Monster Children. If you look them up on Instagram, they got a few hundred thousand followers. and it's Monster fun. Children? Yeah, Monster Children. Okay. It's fun to be a Chaldean kid and... Uh, uh, you know, and do all this stuff, write poems, you know, and, and do the arts, do the theater. Sure. You know, go, you know, I did an off-Broadway show last year. Uh, I would have never thought going, you know, working in my dad's store, yeah. you know, doing those bottles. I remember those days vividly, yeah, going yeah. in the back and separating and learning how to stock aisles. And I would never have thought that I would be in some of the places I've been mm-hmm. and met the people that I've met right. yep. in this field. Uh, you know, people that I see on the big screen. I, my dad was watching a film last night. But I knew, you know, I know so, these actors that are on there, some of them I can call them my friends. And, right, right. And I would have never thought that those people now in that screen yeah. and that I've either have worked with them to, in some capacity. Yeah, you've joined their world. Yeah. I have. You've and, joined yep. the world of, of, of what you saw as a kid. Exactly. You've, you've made it to... to yep, he's a performer yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. Made, it, made it come true. So it's, it's pretty wild to, to do that. And I, and I think it's pretty cool. I want to touch into, so the viewers know, um, with the stuff that you've done and how well your performance has gotten you over the years. You've done different acts and other things in the industry. Mm-hmm. You're now going into your own... You did Off-Broadway. Yeah. A few of those, right? I've done one Off-Broadway okay. show that was in December of last year at the Soho Playhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fleabag, the lady who performs there, she's an amazing actress. She performed after we did. That was a big special moment. Michael Shannon's been on that stage, another great actor. Mm-hmm. People I really like, admire and respect. Mm-hmm. The stage, there's something about it. In New York City, you go underground. And those those walls are, are built by the immigrants of this country. Yeah. It's an old city. Yep. Wow. So to be under there and to be on those stages, it's for me walking down Broadway getting text messages by actors who were doing Broadway shows and wishing me luck. It was, so you're going coast to coast? Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah, my management company's in New York City. Okay. Well, who's uh, that? Melissa Young. Melissa Young. Yeah, okay. it's under, she's under the umbrella of um, Bicoastal Management. Okay. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. Bicoastal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's wonderful. Uh, my agency is Lemon Lime. They're my commercial agents. And, uh, yeah, it's... Um, you know, these people, my, the team that gets me, I mean, they're really, they're, they're very supportive, but it's a business where you, you really have to be a self-starter. Sure. Mm-hmm. You, sure. You're, you know, so the Off-Broadway show was uh, was a very humbling experience because the show was in L.A. and then got picked up to go Off-Broadway. Mm-hmm. L.A. got killer reviews sold out every night. New York, Beautiful. New York, different. It's a much tougher crowd. It's a yeah. much more theater-centric uh, Different coast, place, definitely. Yeah. But let's I talk love about it. how you're trying to tie. So we said, you know, bi coastal, and, and let's let's talk about how you're try, trying to tie in your California writing with your Detroit upbringing. That's yeah, cool. yeah. So I'm working uh, coming from the theater world. I'm working on a one uh, person show right now called Middle Eastern Middle Child uh, that sort of ties in. Uh, you know, this last year I started writing it. I want to tie in 
you know, my experience, you know, growing up and leaving home and what that means and the city of Detroit. Before you go into all that, mm -hmm. explain what a one person show is. Okay, so um, it's different. It can be a lot of things. It can be experimental. This particular show is basically uh, I'm telling a story. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go up there and tell a story that starts at a certain point mm -hmm. of my life. Yep. And that can either go back or it can go forward. And for about an hour or so, I'll be playing different characters. At, you know, And I'll be performing in front of an audience, a live audience, and um, explaining and telling them a story. Right. Essentially, so I'm bringing you into the world of my imagination. Mm -hmm. So you'll be playing many different roles. Uh, in this right? particular or... one, I think I'll just be playing a few. I haven't. It could be. Um, it could be a few. Okay. Uh, I have to. I have to narrow it down. There's. There's many characters. Like I was telling you, Jesse. Uh, my father's one of the characters in this one. Um, you know, in this particular story, uh, Act Two, I come out as him. You know, in the '80s, dancing okay. at, right. at a Caribbean wedding. I'm so, sure you're dressed to the nines. Oh yeah, I'll be dressed as as my pops <laughs> rule now. So, right. uh, but he, you know, my dad, my dad for me is has always been a performer. Yeah, I think he's been a performer who was never really allo uh, allowed himself to follow that because he has so much responsibility, like a lot of our parents do to their yeah. brothers, their sisters, their parents. Well, also, wasn't right. up their alley at that time. Like it is, like things, the diversity of what we do today yeah. Yeah. compared to then. There was some Chaldean actors. They were on low TV and commercials and stuff, you know. Yeah. You so know, what would it take to bring that production here? Like, what would you need so that our people here in Detroit could support it and, and, and bring it to life and help bring it to life? Well, we would need a theater. Okay. We would need a theater. Um, and from that, we would need uh, people to help. You know, with with uh, you know a stage manager from everything from a stage manager to someone to work the lights, and then from a promotional aspect, we would need to get that in order. I have a wonderful director that I work with, and uh, in Los Angeles, um, so I would do all my prep work there because that's where I'm there with the majority of the time. And then, but it would be a wonderful, wonderful, uh, you know. So so the, Cal so the Chaldean Chamber put on a uh, a comedy show. They've they've been doing some comedy shows lately. Yeah. Paul Paulie Jonah's been guest. Yeah, he's wonderful. It. Yeah. Yeah. So. How much time would you need? Say they brought in this these this act again, or more different comedians in, and then you know featured Scotty Jenna's Middle Eastern Middle Child. Like, would, yeah. could, would could that coexist? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, the show uh, it's it's pretty versatile in the sense that um, I Is think it there's comedic it, it, it has com it, yes, okay. it, it, but it's heavy too. Oh, of course, yeah. You know, it's it's about it's about it's reality. It's reality, yeah. It's it's a sense of, you know, it starts at thirty nine point two. You know, I say that as like thirty nine years of age, in two months. Okay. That's when the story starts, and it starts in a very dark way. No. Oh, well. So, it's about life gives you a moment where you really have a choice, and you can either completely go dark, or you can turn it around and use it. Mm -hmm. And that moment for me. It symbolized a lot. It was when I realized my own mortality mm -hmm. and that life is finite. Understood. It's and, deep. you know, yeah, right? Yeah, fuck yeah. And I know that's heavy-duty stuff, but it is. There's humor in it. Yeah. And once you come to terms with that mortality, mm -hmm. which took me about a year, mm -hmm. um, you start to understand how lucky it is to just be here yeah, in this yes. particular moment. Yes. I know this sounds 
pretty woo woo and cheesy. No, but it's kind of cool how you yeah. t- how you're talking about that now, and then how you were how you were envisioning you in the TV at the time too. Yeah. So it's not it's not always Disneyland and no. Happy Go Lucky and Hollywood. Right. It's it's right now. It's right here. It's right here. Yeah, yeah. That's so, beautiful. Yeah. So that's that's it. So that's the most Good important. For you. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Thank Good you. Good for you for that vision too as well. Yeah. So anything else that, that you want to mention that we may have? Uh, um, no, you know, just keep doing what you guys are doing. I'm so Thank proud you, of the community right now. And, Very kind. We are too. Um, man. It's made us so much more aware doing this show to see yeah. what all you guys are doing. It's amazing. It's, it is amazing. Yes. And, and, and to be able to share it with with yeah with our community. It's like, special. Knowing yeah. that there are so many different things that we're yeah. into now, man. Yeah. You know, yeah we're we helping lead we, the way again yeah. in a different way. 2001, got in the car. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 2001, so, right? yeah. So usually we close out the show with a question, what does it mean for you to be Chaldean? Can, can you take that question and turn it into a poem? Can you can you answer it in poem? Oh, probably. Uh, on the spot, probably not. I would say... Let's do it, man. Let's try it anyway. No, yeah, yeah. no. I mean, <laughs> um, more, of, more of your philosophical... philosophical yeah. philo- Philosophical. 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 Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that way. Okay. Of, of what it means to yeah. between all that. Because yeah. What it means uh, to be Chaldean. Yeah. To you. To me. Yep. It means. Uh, it means to be proud of, of who you are and where you come from. Mm-hmm. To not um, look look upon it as a, as a disadvantage, but to to embrace those those uh, core values that have been given over through time mm-hmm. yes and to allow them to work through you and to give yourself a voice that's who that's who you are that's your heritage it's yeah. special it's unique it's who you are yep. and that's enough so if anything what does it mean to be Chaldean for me is showing up every day showing if up. I can do that and I you know it is me yeah. It's in my blood. It's going nowhere. Yep. So embrace it. Yeah. You know? Awesome, man. Yeah. And if that doesn't work, add cucumbers. Add cucumbers. Fuck it. I yes. love it. <laughs> SK salad. Beautiful, man. SK salad. Well, thanks, everyone, for uh, Thank you guys. enjoying the uh, amazing journey this, this guy just took us through, man. So yeah. Anybody beautiful. looking for acting or anything like that? I mean, or doing poetry or stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, I love man. it. Cool. Reach out to me. All, All right. right. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks. We'll see you next time.